In this episode, episode 38, I want to share with you five lessons that changed how I manage my depression. Now, if this is your first time listening to the Depression Talks podcast, my name is Emmanuel and I'm a mental health motivational speaker. And I have major depressive disorder and generalized anxiety disorder. And in December of 2016, I attempted suicide. I wanted to make sure to say that so you know that you're talking to someone that has experienced depression, that experiences depression still to this day. But even though I'm still going through it today, trust me when I say I'm doing a lot better <laughs> than I was even a few months ago because of these lessons that I've learned. So the first of the five lessons that I learned was I can't expect people to know how to help me. So it's up to me to tell them how I think I want to be helped. This sounds confusing, so let me explain this. I cannot expect people to know how to help me. When I was in high school, for example, I was going through it in terms of really hating myself. I was really confused about my own identity. My self-esteem was very low. I was bullied in high school as well, made fun of. Um, and these experiences, I was feeling very depressed. Now, I will go home. Now, tell me if you relate to this experience. I'll go home and kind of expect my family or my friends to know that I'm depressed and to kind of know how to help me. Now, what I realized is that I actually just didn't know how I even wanted to be helped. That's the truth. Now, during that time, you know, I didn't know that. So what I tended to do was blame other people or kind of lash out or be more irritable or or feel like everyone around me just doesn't know how I feel and, and kind of look at everyone that even when they wanted to take care of me, I didn't believe it because they weren't helping me in the way I or my body needs help. So the first lesson that I learned was to write down three things that I believe I think <laughs> will help me. I think, because no matter how rational I try to think, when I deal with my depression, I don't know what really will help me or not. Sometimes it could be a hug. Sometimes it could be a conversation. Sometimes it could be someone just giving me space and alone time so I could watch anime. Like I have no idea what it is at times, but I do write down different things that I believe will, uh, you know, I give this to someone close to me. I say, hey, these three things, I feel like if you, you know, help me out with these things, it can help me get through this depression or bounce out of this depression faster. And now... My depression, I do have these low moments still, but when they come, I have a support system that knows how to better help me. So that lesson is very important to me and I wanted to make sure to elaborate on it for you. The second lesson I learned was that I'm not alone as I thought I was and I'm not the only one that's going through it. My depression makes me feel like I am all alone. Um, isolated. I can be in a, a room full of people and it feels like no one's in a room, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm still just completely alone. And I thought because of that, there could be no one else that shares similar experiences or could relate to what I'm going through. Now, through this community of DT Nation, I can no longer say that I'm alone. You know what I'm saying? I can no longer say that I'm the only person on this planet that's going through this. I know I'm not the only person going through this anymore. And then after even studying and looking up the statistics, 
This is a world issue, you know? And again, back in elementary school, middle school, high school, even college, I did not know how global of an issue this was. Because again, please let me know if you relate to this, but each time I opened up to someone else about my depression or anxiety, they would kind of either laugh at me because as a, a black man, you know, or a man, period, you shouldn't cry. You know, you shouldn't be emotional because men don't cry, right? So I was like, okay, well, maybe other men don't understand how I feel because they don't talk about their emotions. And then I would maybe cry in a movie, right? I cry in uh, Pursuit of Happiness, uh, Moana. <laughs> you know, when the grandmother passed, that was a very sad moment for me because my grandmother passed, right? So I cried. Now, what I... Tell, when I tell somebody else about that, they're like, really? You cried in a movie? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, man, no one else experiences this sadness as I do. If they don't do the small crying to me, I guess, what I see as, you know, a simple cry, if they don't even do that, then no one experiences it, my depression. No one experiences my dark thoughts I have or my suicidal thoughts or my, you know, uh, low self-esteem or how I beat myself up or a negative inner talk. No one else has that. But now I know that's not true. So that second lesson is huge. I am not alone. So that makes me feel better. It makes me know that I can keep fighting and I'm not in this alone. The third lesson that I learned was that I should have gotten professional help a lot sooner. Money does not have more importance than my own life. I feel like, you know, for growing up at least, I couldn't see a professional and I didn't even know about honestly seeing a therapist or psychologist until after college, which was my early 20s. But a big fear of mine was talking to my parents about my depression. And, you know, a part of me felt like, cause you know, I couldn't afford it. Obviously, you know, in high school, personally, I couldn't afford seeing a therapist because I didn't have a job, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I was, that's what I mean, I need to talk to my parents, but I was scared too, because then I didn't want to worry them. I didn't want them to, I didn't want to be a burden in their lives or have them look at, to, look at me differently and then all of a sudden worry about me all the time. And then I get annoyed for them wanting to take care of me. Like, as much as, as twisted as that sounds, that's at least how my depression and my anxiety worked. It made me, you know, it made me think that way. So I didn't tell them for a while. Like I did not tell my parents about my depression deeply until after college. And I wish I had done it sooner because since I went to see a therapist and since I went to see a psychologist after my attempt, you know, I, um, since I went, I went to group therapy. I went to a two psychiatric centers. I went to Alcoholics Anonymous. From those experiences, I learned different techniques, perspectives, tips. I've heard stories. I've heard different people go through these things. And I'm thinking to myself, dang, you went through that? And I thought, I thought, you know, uh, there was no way out. And you're saying that you made it out of that. Well, I definitely can make it out of this. So I wish that I had gotten professional help sooner. So Please, money is not more important than your life. Figure out a way, out of no way. There are charities. Uh, you can raise money. You can get support. Ask your parents. Ask your, um, maybe ask your school counselor for advice on how to raise funds. But please get the professional help a lot sooner because if you think you may need it, you may need it. 
And this ties perfectly into this fourth, this fourth lesson I want to share with you is I don't care <laughs> about the judgments and the opinions of others when it comes to pursuing my own happiness. I really allowed, and I say allowed because I have a choice in my life of you know what I do, but I really allowed the opinions of if other people will talk about me behind my back or like, you know, talk to the friends about me going to a psychiatric center or seeing therapy or talking about my depression or anxiety openly, right? I, I allow that to stop me from getting help sooner and stop me from expressing myself and letting it out. So then that made me bottle it up inside. And then over time, my depression would get worse and worse and worse. And again, that led to my attempt. So that, you know, after my attempt, I knew that whether I go seek help, okay, or I don't seek help, these people are going to judge me either way, just for me being me, being myself. So because of that, I might as well just be myself and get the help I want and feel I need. And <laughs> despite if they judge me or not, because this is my life, not theirs, and their life is not the one that is in jeopardy uh, when it comes to my depression and anxiety. Mine is. So, yeah, when it comes to caring about, you know, people judging me and how I, you know, want to pursue happiness, bump that, man. It's my life. So please live your life. That lesson uh, is something that changed my life, not just my ways of managing my own depression and anxiety. Now, the last one, and please, if this episode is too long or anything like that, or I'm rambling, um, maybe that's my anxiety going, but I don't want to, if these lessons aren't really helpful, I guess, just let me know. But I feel like, I guess being a certified life coach, I wish I knew these things. That's all I'm saying. Like, I wish I knew these things earlier in my journey of dealing with depression. Uh, if I did, I know I think I I would have, I would have been a lot more in control of my happiness sooner in my life than now. But anyways, <laughs> uh, lesson five that I learned is I can still live my best life. I can still pursue my dreams. I can still be me. Depression does not have to hold me back. <sighs> Words cannot express the amount of times where I really felt I was nothing, no purpose, like nowhere to go. And, and I'm sorry if this is dark to say, but you know, if you did listen to my last episode, I am coming, I did, I am coming out of the depression. You know, I'm definitely feeling a lot better, but it happened recently and it, you know, it doesn't happen overnight for me at least, but I really allowed, you know, my own depression to, to make me feel like I can't do things. I can't go out and do activities because, you know, I don't feel like it because I don't have motivation. Like I really would lay in bed all day and then think that that was actually better than going out and expending energy, right? To put on a face for other people. When in reality, when I go out in public and kayak on my own, and work out on my own, and jog on my own, and longboard, and dance, and listen to music, and go to concerts, and go out to eat, and watch movies. Those things make me feel better. I'm not spending my energy. I'm not feeling drained or exhausted because I'm not going out with another group of people. I'm going out and taking myself out on a date. I'm still living my best life for my mental health, despite 
the way depression makes me feel like I can't do it on my own. This is your life. You are in control of it. You are the one that is steering your ship, not your depression. As much as depression can make or try, I should say, to make us feel like this isn't our life, we can't you know, live our best life, we can't pursue our dreams, we can't be anything we want to be, we can't do what we want to do, wear the clothes we want to wear, we can't express how we feel, sadness, hopelessness, hopelessness or our fears or our doubts. We can't, what? Nah, man. I wrote that lesson down. It's, 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 ingrained, it's ingrained and embedded in my brain now. I can still be me and I can still live my best life regardless of my depression and anxiety. So I hope that these five lessons were helpful for you. Um, honestly, if they really were, I would suggest writing them down because listening to them is helpful. But when you see them on the actual paper and you can write them down your own way, like what if you wrote them down on paper and then wrote three sentences after that, kind of describing what that lesson meant for you or how, what you took away from the lesson for you. When you do things like that, when you write them down, you are beating your depression. You know what I'm saying? When I say beating, I mean, you're not letting it run your life. You are showing it who's boss. So I, again, just suggest writing it down if you found this helpful. I will continue to um, study and learn and uh, you know, help people and do one-on-one -on -one coaching and <laughs> you know, do speeches and create videos and content that will help because my goal is to, again, be the number one helper in the world when it comes to mental health. All right. <laughs> Don't forget to join the private DT Nation Facebook group if you're looking for a community of people that openly talk about depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem. Trust me, it's an awesome and fun group. I love y'all because people share their stories in there. They share gifts, images, videos, sometimes poetry um, about how they're getting through life and how they're making it through. So again, just go to Facebook and type in DT Nation and I'll make sure to add you right after this episode. And lastly, if you're looking to hire a professional speaker to help impact your audience when it comes to mental health, depression, or anxiety, you can go to depressiontalks.org and hire me and I'd love, and I'd love to continue my mission in changing the mental health stigma. All right, I think it's time to end the episode, but wait, before I do, real quick, real talk, DT Nation. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, that was rough. Like, you know, I had a low moment recently and you all came and supported and DM'd <laughs> and sent me so much love and positivity. So I just want to say DT Nation, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. As I always say, do you stay swagalicious and keep Smiling. See you in the next episode.